You know, Danielle, I would just like to say at the very head of this show that mm. I have never once blamed you for any moonlit nights. I, I, I'm so glad. Or, I was so worried that you did. Every time the moon is out, I'm yes, like, Max Or the is seas that are cursing. still dry. Yes. I've never <laughs> once to blame you for the, any of the, the above. Hi, That's I'm sweet. Max. I'm Danielle. We are here to talk this week about a uh, British singer lady who you've probably never heard of, but you might have heard her one radio single from the US. Her. Uh, her name's Tasman Archer, and she was kind of a thing in the early to mid-90s. Um, a little background on her, as we like to do. Tasman was born 1963 in Bradford, which is in Yorkshire, England. It's like so it's Bradford in Yorkshire. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> she's. We are not going to mock the British in this Sorry, episode. We, we are love not, the we, British. Nope, I've said a prayer for myself. We are not going to mock the British in this episode. Girl, you ain't religious. I did, no, I didn't say a prayer. You're right. That was a total lie. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, she's from Central England in in uh, Yorkshire. Um, I saw. I read somewhere that she worked, she worked as a sewing machine operator. I saw that too. <laughs> before she was a singer, I'm like, okay, girl. Why are we really good at finding artists who had like the weirdest? Non- yeah, like what was it? Uh, Olga from Corona was a banker. <laughs> and Baltimore was an EMT. Yeah, the strangest people. <laughs> um, I also read that she worked with um, a guy named John Hughes, and then John mm. Beck, who would eventually become her songwriting partner. Um, in a group called The Archers, but I couldn't find any releases of theirs. I looked and looked and looked. They don't even have a Discogs page. Couldn't find any releases, yeah. nothing. Um, so she, I guess, got into music uh, in the late 80s mm-hmm. at some point and scored a deal with EMI Records in uh, the UK in 1990. And her debut album came along in 1992, was released in the UK, I believe, in 92, UK and Europe, and then came out in the US the next year. Um, it was called Great Expectations. Um, this album did very well in the UK. It hit number eight. Um, it did not do quite so well in the US. No. It hit number 115. Um, but she did have a, a hit single with the very, very first song off of it called Sleeping Satellite. Yes. Um, this was a number one hit in the UK, and this was a number 32 hit in the US. And you said you don't, uh, you didn't I remember this remember song? I don't remember this at all. But like in, in like 92, I was in my um, little redneck girl country phase. So, like, oh, I right. missed a lot of pop songs from that time, unless they were just huge and everyone knew them. Um, this I had not heard. Gotcha. Um, I love that. I mean, okay, let's talk about the song first before I get into this bit of ridiculousness. Um, <laughs> the song itself is very, like, mm-hmm. kind of standard 90s AC. What's so funny about it, I um, a friend of mine had this CD single from when he was a radio DJ back in the day, and he, he let me borrow it. This was many years ago to make a copy of it. And there are like three different mixes of Sleeping Satellite on it. And there's one that they call the CHR mix and the one that they call the AC mix. And those are like radio formats. So the CHR mix is like the contemporary top 40 mix. And then the AC is like the adult contemporary mix. Um they sound exactly the same. <laughs> I, like, I could not figure out the difference between the two of them. It's like they made they made the drums and guitar maybe a little louder on the CHR. It's just very bizarre. I like, wonder if they had something and then like the record company was like, we need a contemporary like hit radio version of it. And they were like, that's dumb. They're like, no, do it. We pay you money. And then they just like gave the same song and we're like that's it well interestingly enough since you say that since you brought that up i was gonna wait and bring this up i i found a blog post from a guy named Vinny vero he was like i guess an a and r rep at emi records and tasman archer was one of the artists he worked with and he did a blog post like it's been 
uh, eight years or something now. It was when her great EMI dug up and made a greatest hits of Tasman Archer CD release. Mm -hmm. And he blogged about her working with her and mentioned at the time that EMI was trying to figure out how to market her to U.S. audiences. And they wanted to do a hip hop mix of this song. Because she's black. And he said, right. And he said that he put his foot down and was like, no, that's the dumbest idea anyone has ever come up with. He said that now that he's in his 40s, he said he probably could have been more eloquent about it because I guess he was in his 20s at the time. And he said, but he did win his battle and no hip hop mix of <laughs> Sleeping Satellite was ever recorded. Can you freaking imagine, though? I mean, my God. It makes me want to do a remix. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, my God. This is a beautiful song. Um, it is very beautiful. Her voice is so smooth and yeah. good. And as we're going to see in subsequent songs, Tasman does not have like one defined sound. I think she kind of runs the gamut. Mm-hmm. But I want to say also, I feel like she's the first like really solid like adult contemporary artist we've ever talked about on the show. Adult contemporary is like a genre that we haven't really touched too much. Yeah, and I think there's like I think some she's, pop artist that kind of toe the line sure but i think she's probably the first straight up like adult contemporary artist that we've yeah. ever talked about it's like a it's like 90s sophistapop yeah me. something That's like what that this is. <laughs> um this i i want to note also before we roll the clip here um she clearly does not take herself too seriously because there is video of her that we'll we'll definitely put in the show notes um singing this in 2008 at the iac which is the <laughs> international astronautical congress so <laughs> She's just like, sure, I have a song with satellite in the title. I'll come sing for you. And it's a very nice performance. So, Do you think somebody there who like clearly has never listened to pop music was like, we need somebody who sung about space once, and David Bowie was busy. <laughs> David Bowie's like, nope, yeah. not me. This is dumb. But <laughs> Well, Crystal Gale has that one song about flying to Alpha Centauri, but I'm pretty sure she was just high on acid. <laughs> Anybody got Tasman Archer's number? (laughs) And someone did. So there you go. Tasman's next single was called In Your Care. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say it's ambitious for your second single, especially if you're a brand new artist, to do a song about child abuse. Yeah, it's heavy as hell. She's not the only person to do this, though. Obviously, it worked very well for Suzanne Vega. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Grant did it as well, has a song called Ask Me. I don't know that she ever released it as an, uh, a single, but it's definitely on her Heart in Motion album, which was her pop breakthrough. Mm-hmm. But she has a song about child abuse called um, Ask Me. Two episodes in a row you've managed to work in Amy Grant. I love her. I can't help it. Um, Yeah, this takes a very different approach, though, to the subject of abuse um, more than any song I've ever heard about the topic, because usually it's about recovery and feeling scared Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But this she's very angry. This deals with the anger of abuse. I mean, the hook goes, son of a bitch, you broke my heart. Mm hmm. Um, it's a, it's an intense song. I like it, and it like helped a uh, charity. Yeah, yeah she, it's a um, child line, which by the way I read about, and that's super cool. Like, yeah, she donated all the proceeds. That's line. right. Thank you for bringing that up. She donated yeah. all the proceeds of the single to child line. And it's like a place you can call for free in the UK and some other countries. Not here, not in the US. 
fuck you, children of U.S. Right. You're done. I, th- I actually, yeah. I don't think this was released in the U.S. as a single. I, I'm not sure, I but I, th- I think this was only released in the U.K. It did chart number 16, though, so it was a pretty decent hit for mm-hmm. her over there. Son of a bitch, you broke my heart. I need a little love to take away the pain. How could you let me down when I'm in your care? So we move on to uh, Lords of the New Church. Um, this to me is more straight up like what was happening with adult yeah. contemporary and pop rock in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a Sophie B Hawkins ish. Yes. Track. Very much. You yeah. think? Yeah. No, I found like her talking about what it's about, which is not churches. Oh yeah. Apparently. Yeah. She was like, it's about the modern breed of politicians. And it was written in the very early nineties, even before things became as bad as they are now. Well, that's true because that, mm-hmm. um, you know who else has a, a song about the same topic is Chumbawamba. Yeah. Remember Chumbawamba? They have amnesia, and it's the same thing. Yeah. I uh, love that song. Because they were they felt that the New Labor Party movement, which came after Thatcher mm-hmm. in the 90s, sold out the original values of the labor movement that existed yeah. in the 70s before Thatcher came along. Yeah. They kind of they felt they were sold out neoliberals. So that's that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really like this, uh, this track. Um, I love that there's like a twangy guitar going on with it. Um, kind of an experimental sound but mm-hmm. it, it works I, I i really think this would have done well in the u.s i don't know if this was released as a single in the u.s either but I um know. i think it would have done okay yeah it would have been fine So this is actually my favorite track on the Tasman Archer record. That yeah, first one. Yeah, this is my favorite of the four. Um, it's called Ariane. Um, I I found this to be a bit Wilson Phillips esque. It is. It's a little more upbeat, so I dig yes. it a lot more. I, the other stuff is too mellow for me. I'm only going to listen to it if it comes on and I'm not paying attention and <laughs> like it just works with whatever I'm doing. No, this is like very early '90s pop. Yeah, but her voice is so her voice still keeps it light. She's just got that mellow, smooth voice, so it keeps it light. It doesn't go too too hard. Yeah, no, I really like it. Tasman released um, an EP, uh, which I believe only came out in the United States, which is super weird for a reason I'll get to in a minute. Um, But it was called Shipbuilding. Um, This was a stopgap between her two LPs, because the next one wouldn't come out until 96. Mm -hmm. Um, But this came out in 94, um, and it's an EP of four Elvis Costello covers. Ah, so this is a Costello? Yes. Um, Sorry if I missed the Costello there. And actually, No, I'm sorry. I'm getting my wires crossed. It was released in the UK and the U.S., the UK version was just an EP, 
and it was just the four Elvis Costello covers. It got released as a full-length album in the U.S. They tacked on some bonus, like, live cuts of from the first record and whatnot, and they released it as a full album. Um, like, there's, like, an acoustic version of Sleeping Satellite on it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's for Elvis Costello covers are at the heart of this, and we're going to talk about the title track, Shipbuilding, um, which was written by Elvis Costello and Clive Langer in 1982. Um, and I'll be honest, when I saw that she had done a song called Shipbuilding, I... I was assuming that it was just kind of carrying on with this whole theme that I associate with her of melancholy love and whatnot. And I was like, oh, shipbuilding. It's about relationship. No, it's literally about shipbuilding. It's literally about like the Falklands War and the revitalization (laughs) of shipbuilding towns in northern England and Ireland. But if it were like a (laughs) mid-90s. Falklands War. But like, you know, if all of that were like a mid-90s smooth jazz version. Yes. So it's just like, yes. 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 It's very yeah. It's very smooth jazz. jazz. Yes. Very that's smooth that's jazz. true. Do you like smooth jazz? <laughs> just a, <laughs> a very odd choice for a, a, a cover. I don't really get it, yeah, but um, uh, whatever. I don't have to. Tasman's second record, Bloom, came out in 1996. Um, definitely getting, um, branching out into even more different kinds of sounds here. This was a number 45 album, um, excuse me, number 96 album in the UK. The first single from it went to uh, number 45, mm-hmm. um, which was called One More Good Night with the Boys. And I, you know, of course, I can only think of that stupid meme, the crack in a cold one open with the boys. I feel like this song should be like the theme of that movement. <laughs> the only note, I must have been in a mood, I think, last mm-hmm. night when I um, was like writing my final notes, because the only one I wrote on here was men are babies. That's what, I, that's funny. <laughs> I almost wrote the exact same thing because this song is totally like about dudes who can't commit, right? <laughs> They're babies. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's like about... <laughs> It's about like the trying to have your cake and eat it too. It's about mm-hmm. trying to keep your foot in the door while you're still playing outside. It's there. I mean, girl that, preach. That's what I'm saying. And she kind of presents it in this like 1950s doo wop package, mm-hmm. which I think sort of works. You know, it's like these old. She's wearing kind of like the army green, like the um, uh, you know, kind of looks like she belongs in the Andrews Sisters or something in yeah. the video. It's I don't know. It's cute. Uh, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's the same thing babies. I walked away from. Men, are, I, yeah, men are garbage. That's what I walked away from the song thinking too. Yes. <laughs> Just one more we want to mention. Um, her second single off of Bloom was called Sweet Little Truth. Um, just, I like this song a yeah, lot. Just kind of a nice little like psychedelic rock tune. Yeah, I really like this song. I found myself bopping around the house to it 
when I was listening to it, I was just like walking around like, ooh, I, I really like it. It's a cute little sweet pop song. Yeah, I think fun. I think it's definitely uh, a grab at the mid '90s pop rock that was Worked happening for me. at the time. That's my demo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think Tasman probably did end up releasing um, another album, but uh, we wanted to just focus on her two EMI records today because I think she parted ways with EMI after that. Um, she does have a website um, where you can download a lot of her music for free, tasmanarcher.com, and she seems active on social media. Um, she's got links to her Twitter and Facebook and all that on there. So we will link to Tasman Archer's website on our website, mm-hmm. and I'm also definitely going to get a, a link up to that Vinnie Vero blog post so you can read hit all of his thoughts about Tasman Archer because he very clearly has high admiration for this lady and uh, really enjoyed working with her and thinks very highly of her. So um, very cool to kind of see his firsthand perspective from somebody who was in the industry. Also, another note that's just my dumb stuff. She's like, uh, she's been with that John Hughes guy that she's she's been like dating him for forever. Oh, there I, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that they're romantically they, linked. Yes, and they stopped. Uh, they said they were stopping doing like pop music like ten years ago, and they're like focusing on TV and soundtracks. And they've actually done a decent amount of music for one of my favorite lame shows, EastEnders. In the oh, UK. okay. Like the best. So, my cat yeah. is over here trying to jump in my lap. She's being very hungry. She loves for EastEnders. Roby yes. loves EastEnders. Or, or perhaps Tasman Archer. EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> I know Roby. She's 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 on my brand. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. So that I thought that was interesting that they've done work for EastEnders because who doesn't love a British soap opera? There you go. There you go. So, uh, yeah, that's our little wrap of uh, our first adult contemporary artist we've covered on this show. <laughs> Probably Maybe won't do another one for some time, yes. so yeah. enjoy it if that's your thing. Uh, you can find all the links and videos and whatnot that we've talked about on our website, which is offbeattrackscast.com. And we are also making good content and tweets on Twitter <laughs> at Offbeat Tracks. Yes, so please tweet us and tell us what you think about Tasman Archer and if there are any other adult contemporary artists that you really feel we should cover on this lovely show. We're also on iTunes. We are on the Google Play Store now. We're everywhere you can subscribe to podcasts. We're everywhere you can't hide. That's right. So thank you so much <laughs> for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.